Hey! Hey, Spartan Cheap Pops. There we go. Hey, Spartan Cheap Pops. It's, ladies and gentlemen, it's Silicon Steve Valley, and I'm with Vladdy Daddy. He liked to party, and we are talking the world of professional wrestling all around some of the most exciting times we have seen in a very long time. And one of the best dynamite. Hey, say what you want. We, we're going to bitch a lot about Tony in this episode. Don't get me wrong. But dynamites have been at the very least exciting and newsworthy over the last couple of weeks. And it started out with an absolute bang. AEW dynamite. CM Punk opens the show and unleashes a hell on earth. It was probably other than maybe, I mean, it might even be more so. Outside of MJF, it was the most devastatingly, it was a devastating promo. And it was so good, even though it was a heelish promo, he was getting cheered because it was so good. Same thing with MJF. So outside of MJF, it, it might have been the best promo ever cut in AEW. And that's, unfortunately, folks, I hate to say it because I killed Punk. You know, it's kayfabe. But Vladi Dottie. Your opinion of the CM Punk promo. And I know when he was ripping in box, I know I just saw you with a big shitty grin from ear to ear. And unfortunately, he didn't make fun of Hangman Adam Page's pants. But Vladi Dottie, give me your reaction to CM Punk's promo and really his real return to AEW. <laughs> Well, to quote CM Punk, tell me he's if he's lying. Everything he said about Moxley was spot on. Um, you know, I mean, even just saying, hey, you know, you're the third best wrestler in your group currently, and that seems to be a reoccurring theme, hit it out of the ballpark. My opinion. Totally agree with him. Um, I, again, I'm not big on Moxley. You and I have gone a little bit back and forth about this. Uh, he's, he's sort of has lost his way with me and, uh, I cannot wait for this match now. And, uh, and you, you, as you mentioned, this was probably one of the best promos in AEW. I mean, you know, I'd have to think about it, but it's definitely MJS, MJF esque, if you will, in that, that feud, because he CM Punk went out there and literally just went for the throat. He picked him apart. And then you have, you know, I, I mean, he did snow angels waiting and waiting for Moxley to finally get in there and just mocked him in that manner. It, it was ridiculous. But we can start off with just calling out Hangman Adam Page. He's one of the most popular wrestlers in the world. And the thing is, there's been no heat with them on screen for months and weeks. Even there's been no heat. Hangman Adam Page alluded to cut it, saying he was going to cut a dynamite promo no pun intended, and eviscerate CM Punk, that promo never happened. So is there backstage heat? Well, Dave Meltzer is saying that him calling out Hangman Adam Page, who he did not come out, as everybody knows, calling out Hangman Adam Page was not part of the planned promo. Nobody knew it was going to happen, apparently, other than CM Punk. This is, related, this is by, of course, Wrestler Observer. Dave Meltzer saying that. You never know with him. He's hit or miss. But it was so awkward. I, I tend to believe this. What are your feelings? Hangman Adam Page? 
is, did CM Punk go into business for himself to try to elevate Hangman Adam Page? I don't know if he, he looked to elevate him. I think there's some beef there. And if Melcher's saying it, Melcher's buddies with the Bucks and Omega. And oh, by the way, their buddy is Adam, you know, Hangman Page. So I, I definitely take it as some level of truth from him on this. I don't agree with him at all about FTR, but that's another conversation for a different day. However, he'd be the the source that I would go to about their feelings being hurt. So um, evidently there was some sort of beef between Page and Punk during their feud where uh, I guess Hangman mentioned something about Colt Cabana during his promo. And uh, basically and off of that, Punk has felt that he went into business for himself. And it seems like he's had about two and a half, three months to fester and let it fester. And he can fester. And here, he can fester with the best of them. Yeah. And basically, you know, here you're expecting him just to go for the throat with Mox, but he sat there and he opened it up about Hangman. And um, really shitting on him, out too. Pretty much almost his hometown. He said, oh, now something minor. He, or he said something minor or something small to get out of the way. But like, as if Hangman Adam Page was an afterthought. And then yes. Moxley, wow. What was your favorite line? And he eviscerated Moxley until he came out. Um, the, the, yeah, he, uh, I love the whole line about him being a third best. That, that definitely uh, popped me. Uh, then, like, when they got into the ring together, when he brought up, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to bleed on me? Perfect. I knew that one was going to be the one. <laughs> yeah. That was great. It was great. And it's like, and, and you know what? You just see Moxley. I, the, my opinion is Moxley can't hang with him verbally. You know, he's not as quick as he is. And like, it, it just, it, it's, it's like, I felt like CM Punk was just toying with him. CM Punk was brutal. I don't think he was toying. You went right for the jugular because there was one moment and I, and it was similar yeah. It wasn't as obvious, but if you remember, Roman Reigns couldn't figure out what he was going to say to John Cena. It was similar to that. It wasn't as obvious. John Moxley recovered pretty quickly, but it looked like there was this one spot. Moxley didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And I don't know if it's because Moxley can't cut a promo. I think Moxley cuts a hell of a promo. He's one of the best promos in the business. But he wasn't even in the same ballpark in this particular segment. Because you could say a lot to see about CM Punk. You could say a ton of things. Do exactly what MJF did. Say you went out. But the thing is, you can't say what MJF did. What you do is you say, the one line that was great is Moxley said, we all know you only came back because you ran out of money. That was a great line. But that's one great line against like seven. I mean, it was it was, it was was an evisceration of CM Punk and CM Punk doing what? Another great line was, you could be the heart. After John Moxley says he's been the heart and soul of AEW, he says, you be the heart and soul, I'll be the dollars and cents. Wow. That's great. Yeah, I love that one, too, man. It was just great. I was laughing out loud at Moxley. Punk better be the draw he thinks he is, though, because when he's so far, eh, eh. Oh, because Moxley's the big draw. Moxie never said he was, though. 
There's a difference, pal. He's he's got the world title, interim, whatever, and he is claiming this, that, and the other thing. Please, he acts like he's the king of it all, and he's not. Third best in his group, and he, and Wheeler Yuta's already pushing him. Well, wow. you heard Moxley, Moxley wrestles every pay per view. Seth Rollins does it. I don't, I don't even know what the hell that means. Moxley, you're still the third best, even though I don't wrestle. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer some pay-per-views that Moxley didn't wrestle. I mean, here's a headlock. Oh, he's bleeding. Backdrop. I mean, go back and watch the Jericho match when he the whole spot with the uh, the whole spot with the earring. All right, let's not go crazy. We don't want to kill John Moxley here. We are just coming out and say because we do this every week. It's it's, it's 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 been repetitive. You kill Moxley literally every week the last month. I don't think it's you know we got it. We get it. His match his matches are repetitive. Kazuchika Okada beat Will Ospreay in the G1 Climax Finals with five short-arm clotheslines. Let's get back to the Moxley uh, Punk thing. And we got to go and understand something what the Booker of the Year did, according to Dave Meltzer. They had probably the hottest thing going, and then 15 minutes later, or it was 30 minutes later, instead of it being on the pay-per-view, they're going to give it away for free on Dynamite, a la Goldberg Hulk Hogan. You made a reference to yeah, you made a reference is, to was, WCW recently. Yeah. I don't get that one bit. But the thing is, is that Bischoff had some reasoning for because he wanted because he just got beaten there. He was getting beaten the ratings for the first time in a while, and he wanted to get get win that Monday night. There's nothing to win here, Tony. Everyone, you're not growing your audience, but you're not really losing your audience that much either. You've been consistent between eight and fifty and a million for a while. Okay, but. It's going to start being seven fifty to eight fifty if he doesn't get better, and, and and what have you. The the reality here is is that he they have to have something much bigger planned. There's got to be something they better because CM Punk's look. This is why I'm optimistic because what happens is Mox comes back out and says, "I don't want to wait till all out. Let's do it again." They brawl again. They keep the momentum going. I liked how they brought uh, a. I, I like to kind of remind me of old Stone Cold Steve Austin episodes where you see Stone Cold two or three times at the night. I like how Moxley and Punk came back out and kept that storyline going. I did like that part, but he books it. As you said, they announced that they booked it for next Wednesday. CM Punk is part of this. CM Punk isn't going to do something that's stupid. That's why I'm confident that it's going to be bigger, but this was already the biggest match in company, arguably the biggest match in company history. This was already had the buzz that you needed. This was set up perfectly to headline your pay-per-view. So it better be a fucking whopper of a main event that you're coming up with for that. And if he just adds Hangman Adam Page, that's going to suck horrible dick. Hangman Page should not be in that match. I'd agree with that. And you know what I'm almost wondering is like, okay, they're wrestling in what, two weeks, right? So um, if they wrestle and if they don't have a legitimate winner, are they going to steer this to to some sort of like garbage outlaw match that's appeasing Moxley and 
you know, we're just going to bleed all over each other in Chicago now. I don't think that's we're headed to. You know, CM Punk better just as well as anybody that doesn't know him. I would hope not. (laughs) In theory, I AJ Mendes is like, um, but CM Punk, this has got to be something special. And I'm hoping it is, but you had the argument. I don't get it. I don't get it. Hopefully, we'll all be like, boom, it was great. But the confidence level in, in Tony Khan isn't exactly where it was a year ago. It's just the way it is. There's been a lot of things dragged on, a lot of things that weren't done successfully. AEW has felt a little stale overall the last six months. Really, since because even before MJF left, it was starting to get stale. And MJF was really the only, MJF and Hangman and CM Punk were really the only things that were keeping it going. So it, then you lose MJF and you lose CM Punk. Your show suffered. And so now you got some people back, but I, I do have to question when you have a match already as red hot and white hot as it's going to be, when it would probably already be one of your best buy rates for you to put that on free TV next Wednesday. It's a head scratcher. And I'm hoping, and the other thing is, too, the wrestling next Wednesday, six days from now. I don't think it's two weeks from now. The wrestling next Wednesday. Yeah. Even if you have that match, you still need a heavyweight championship match for all out. So you're only giving yourself a week and a half to, to, to promote that match. This is nonsensical again. It better be something massive, Tony. It better be something big. It better be a crazy heel turn we haven't seen coming. It better be something. Because other than that, then it just makes you look kind of stupid. And you don't know how to make money in the wrestling business. Yeah. I hate to sound like Cornette. The, the only thing I can think of is yeah, the, the only thing I can think of, man, is that you have the return of MJF and he gets involved in this match. That's the only thing that can move the needle on this and uh justify what they just did here by putting this on free TV. It's ridiculous. I personally wouldn't do it. I, and I miss MJF, but it's like this entire time while punk, we, you know, we got slighted on the summer of punk because of the injury. We've had a watch Moxley carry the championship the entire time. And, um, you know, here we have a situation where it's like, I, I wouldn't want to just interject MJF back into that immediately and have him create waves just for the sake of it. And I miss the guy dearly. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it, there have been rumors MJF will be coming back. because It doesn't make business sense for MJF to sit out the rest of his contract. It just doesn't. Even if he wanted to go back to WWE. Even if he definitely hated Tony Khan. It makes no sense to stay off television for a year and a half. Because he hadn't done it yet. So, I don't know what we got planned. I don't know what's next. But Moxley and Punk was a perfect pay-per-view main event. And now we don't know what our main event is. It's going to be very, they better have something massive planned. That's all I can say. But CM Punk, man, if you wanted a howdy comeback, wow. That guy instantly makes the show a lot better. Here's here's a good idea for a main event. We could probably put FTR and Wardlow in a six-man tag match. That is going to be the main event. Yeah. (laughs) Better yet, Wardlow against FTR in a 
And the winner gets the FTR, FTW championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it's not too far-fetched from what we've seen recently. Oh, it is that far-fetched. He's not Vince yet. He's not Vince yet. Let's not... He's getting there, though. My confidence is starting to get a little shook in Mr. Khan. And we're going to get into that a little bit later because what in the hell is going on with FTR? But we're going to get into that a little bit later and why they're not having, they haven't, this is going to be the second pay-per-view outside of the, the New Japan one that they are going to be wrestling in without wrestling, without a tag team match, which is beyond me. Insanity to me. But, oh, well, we're going to get to that a little bit. What do you think? Now you know what could happen, what we'd like to see happen. What do you think will happen, and who's going to be your main event? Who would you be as your main event at All Out? Or do you, who, do you, who do you think Tony, um, let me rephrase, who do you think Tony's going to put in as the main event at All Out? I mean, for them to go and hot shot this thing mid-show, it seems, um, I have a feeling it's going to be Hangman in there with them. At all, at all out. That is so fucking stupid. Hangman has no momentum right now. He's he's essentially just in Dark Order's corner. I mean, he's 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 carrying. Yeah, he's carrying their bags and driving them from city to city. It's like really, he's like their young boy. You like that Japanese reference I just threw out there? I do, I do. Who's your favorite? Who do you think was the most promising young boy you. uh, during the G One tour? Uh, probably Hangman Page if he was there. He was not. He was not. I didn't remember any no. other names. I didn't watch any. Um, I only watched the G1 yeah. tournament matches. So. The guy with Zack Sabre Jr. is really fun. Whoever he is. Fu- Fu- Fujiyama. That's his name. I like Fujiyama. He's my favorite young boy. It sounds really fucked. Young Lion. <laughs> Young boy sounds really Online, fucked there up. You go. Spelled boy B O I, B O I. Anyway, <laughs> which I believe that's how Dalton Castle spells his boys. B O I. But anyway, it's a whole other story. Ah. Uh. So you so that would be does a triple threat match with Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley make more money than Moxley and Punk? I don't think it does. I think that would be stupid. But it's the only thing I, that can make any sense. Yeah, because we are looks like we're going to get Danielson and Jericho. He's definitely going to get involved. Do you have MJF come back? And cut a promo on Moxley, and that's who your tag team is. And is this? Do you, do you have Punk turn the heel? Because he seemed he seemed like a dick. As great of a promo as it was, he was a real asshole. And does he have one thought? I thought of this might be CM Punk turning heel. Listen, to this it's, he, this might be CM Punk turning heel, and he knew he couldn't have CM Punk turn heel in Chicago. Do it in Cleveland. Just mile, just eighty or ninety miles away from where John Moxley lives, so that might be what it is. It's like, okay, I want to turn CM Punk heel, but I can't do it in Chicago. That would be the only other thing. Um, it's the only thing I can think. But of. then, 
But then, but yeah, but then you have the pay per view, and they're going to treat him like God or like like MJF in Long Island. So it's like week to week immediately. I, I just and you know here's the other thing too. We're bringing up MJF. We're bringing up CM Punk. And here's the thing, like where I'm a little bit confused too from Dynamite is that we saw Wardlow and, and FTR together and they referred to themselves as a pinnacle. And it's like, yes. I, you know, they're bringing that back, but they're all faces. They're the biggest baby faces in AEW currently. And like, what's going on with this? Because I think pinnacle, I think MJF. Like. You know, so where are they going with this? It's just like I'm a little bit, um, I, I I don't know how to wrap my mind around it. Like, like what direction we're we're, we're going to be dealing with here? Oh, well, it's interesting. We talked about this. So CM Punk eviscerate. He, he apparently goes into business with himself with Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page actually responded on Twitter himself, or seemingly responded. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Bad bitches have bad days too. That was what Hangman tweeted. It certainly had something to do with CM Punk. I heard. Well, you know what? I heard or read that that might have something to do with Kenny Omega's return. Maybe. But uh, from comicbook.com, their wrestling page, they actually reference it towards CM Punk. Quoted, he, he quoted Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Whoever that is. Uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, you heard what Eddie Kingston said in response, correct? Yeah, yeah. Of course, the yeah, cock says shit when I'm not there. <laughs> Always so poignant and poetic, Mr. Kingston. <laughs> And then finally, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, which plays into the pinnacle and maybe CM Punk and Wardlow all getting together. Because don't forget, Wardlow has a connection with CM Punk. It's really a completely natural fit. The problem is you can't turn FTR heels. They're too popular right now. But Dax. Or Wardlow. Exactly. Punk bullied me into doing this. And it was a animation of them holding up Punk after he won his world title. And then Cash Wheeler retweeted Dax, who retweeted that animation, saying, completely went into business for himself with this great piece of art. Wow. So FTR throwing some support seemingly behind CM Punk. They've been friends with him for a while. There's something there going. There's obviously a connection there. So... It's just fascinating, but I don't know where you can take this, where it makes a lot of sense. And I'm trying to figure it out and I'm waiting for it to turn out, but I'm getting this Cody vibe. Remember at Cody, we were always waiting for this big storyline to pan out with Cody and it never worked. What's going on here? Do they know what they're doing? That's my question. I'm not sure right now. Yeah. I just imagine Tony Khan and a, uh, I don't know, in his uh, palatial estate right now and where he does some of his creative business for wrestling and he's just probably as neurotic as can be and trying to figure out what the next step is at this moment. I mean, he might have painted himself in the corner just here. A fan. At the end of the day, he's just a fan. Right? And he's gotten better. Just a mark. 
but he definitely needs to rely on other people. But the thing is, is that who's your top booker there? If it's not Tony, who's going to be, it's, it's going to be people like Kenny Omega, who's been booking the women's division a lot. It's going to be people like the Bucks. It's going to be people like that. And then you say, well, why isn't FTR getting television time? Well, one, that, that, and that's where this all plays into weirdness because we know Tony Khan's affinity for CM Punk. If CM Punk starts bringing up how FTR is not on TV, well, that's going to blow. So if they align, this could go into a fascinating direction, but we're getting this world title match next Wednesday, but it's going to, hey, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> of course you are. I'll watch it as well. It just I'm I'm really intrigued as to where, where this is gonna go at this point, man. It just uh it, it's really uh something else at this moment. I didn't expect that match to be announced, even announcers seem to be kind of taken back. Uh and I, I didn't really feel like it was necessarily a work. Um it was almost like they did like a double take on that the graphic. What how about the line that Punk said he said? You're not even going to be the best John that I beat in Chicago. I don't know if we mentioned that one. Either. Right. That was a great line again. That was a beautiful one. He was referring to John Morrison, by the way, everybody, not John Cena. John Morrison, John Morrison. <laughs> or Johnny Dynamite as he's finished. Kingston's the second. Yeah, and then Kingston's a, Eddie Kingston's the second best Kingston he shared a, a locker room with. Yeah, can we confirm who the other Eddie was? It, I, I, we're assuming is it Eddie Eddie, Eddie Edwards? I don't know. Uh, I well, I was talking about the or he mentioned the Kingston thing it was that that was Kofi Kingston he was mentioning. Yeah, and as far as Eddie's, like he that he was the third best Eddie he beat. Yeah, I'm trying I don't know to who the third the, the second Eddie. I know. I, the, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who the third Eddie would be. Who would be? Yeah, Kingston and Guerrero. We would have to look at probably some of the ring. Yeah, the Ring of Honor days is what I'm assuming. Was there any kind of jerk off wrestler named Eddie something in WWE? Uh, <laughs> like a jobber. So, anyways. Well, either way, AEW is making headlines with this Mox and CM Punk battle. That's what you want. I'm not sure what the ratings did. I, I'm sure they were the number one cable on number one TV show on cable. Um, but again, they, they're they've been consistent. ratings came out, and they have they do. Uh, they were short of a million for sure. Actually, they lost viewership after uh, compared to Quake. Quake by the lake. They lost viewers. It wasn't a ridiculous card. And um, I mean, again, they've been between consistently between 850 and a million. So they're, they're, they're right in the sweet spot. That's where they, they are. And I don't, but again, I don't know a year from now if that's going to get it done to get their new contract. But as we discovered, no pun intended, he's got about a year to figure this shit out. He does. But that's where we are with AEW. And when we come back, we're going to talk about FTR and why aren't they on the pay-per-view as a tag team? They're not going to be in a tag team match, a tag team title match on pay-per-view for the second time in a row. I don't know if they won in the third. Were they, were they what did they do at Revolution? I think they defended the Ring of Honor titles at Revolution, if I'm not mistaken. 
Might have been a redragon. Uh, I just I found the ratings. The yeah, the uh, ratings were nine hundred and nine hundred fifty-seven thousand. So they were down one point five percent from the previous week. Ah, that's second good. lowest uh, viewerships in July July twentieth. Uh, they were the second highest rated show on Wednesday night. To second only to, and this is any consolation prize, is uh, to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Great show, one of my favorites. Awesome, awesome show. I mean, there's still 950,000, so I don't know. Do they have a big night or something? I, hey, Rob, Rob beat the go home show for Better Call Saul, so. That's what we got for AEW. That's true. And Mox, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about FTR. And then we'll get into some WWE and kind of see how we're vibing with that. So thanks for listening to High Spots of Cheap Pop with Silicon Steve Alley and and Vladi Dottie. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops. This is Silicon Steve Alley. You can follow me at Silicon Valley on Twitter. Check it out. I have a lot of commentary about professional wrestling. Also, check out the everydaysportsfan.com. You can see me. I'm going to be reviewing things like AEW Dynamite. I'm going to be reviewing things like New Japan Pro Wrestling. And also check out our Facebook page, High Spots and Cheap Pops. We want to thank you guys so much for listening and supporting us. We love you. We can't do it without you. And the best is yet to come. That little thing I sent you with the FTR thing. Uh, Dax. You got, you, you, I'd love for you to break that down. Oh, no, you can break it down. It's, what do you mean by that? No, 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 no. You you brought, you sent it to me. I'd love for you to bring it up and discuss what you wrote. What you wrote there? I, oh, I didn't write that because it's it's a very important. Like st- I didn't write this. Well, wherever you you got it from, I got it know, from. A, you didn't see the tweet I sent you. Did it? Wait, did you? you did uh, I didn't. Yeah, I've been busy. I'm sorry. Whoa. Well, the significance of what was said was a wrestler retweeted and said, "Nice little read on the history of revival FTR." Also seemingly reads my mind on our current situation. Dax Harwood retweeted that. Uh, okay, I just opened it up. All right. That's what it's about, baby. That's why I that's why I sent it to you. FTR hears the pleas. FTR hears the fans. But is Tony Khan listening? Maybe he's not. Maybe I have been, been a mark for Tony Khan. Right now, Triple H is a better booker. I don't give a fuck what I I will say that. And he and he's not doing anything cool either. He's not doing anything great. He's just being competent. He's just not doing the stupid shit McMahon did. There's not one storyline I give a fuck about, but it's not annoying. Like WWE used to annoy me. Like what yeah. the fuck? He's not. He's doing competent things. You're you're seeing some great wrestling and all that. I think you're going to see how good he is by by WrestleMania. We'll know if he's a genius or if he's just a good competent Booker. Certainly going to be more competent than some jerk off rich kid. We just bought fucking decided to start a company for the fuck of it. And Triple H has been in the business for 30 fucking years. He knows what he's doing. He's a student of the game. He has, he's been a world champion. He has been a, he's run a company already. He did all the creative with a company already. The guy has been, you, you couldn't groom a guy better than how Triple H has been groomed on both sides. Business side of it as well. The guy was literally the last 15 years, 10 or 15 years, Vince was making him going to be, he was going to be the the heir apparent. We just thought Vince would be 97 by the time he decided to retire. But luckily 
He likes to bang women and pay them a lot of money to keep their mouth shut. Yeah, he, is, he likes to be in a position of power and abuse women and pay them off as if they're like little toys. He, no, he passes them off like little toys. He pays them like hookers. Yeah, I think we should definitely talk about uh, uh, Mox and uh, <clears throat> Mox and Punk, Punk and Hangman, and an FTR. I, FTR even Wardlow. I, I was furious during that segment of the show. Yesterday. I knew you. I I, I wasn't furious because at least they're getting on the pay per view. I don't think FTR wrestled the last pay per view, which is another embarrassment. So you had this tag team who's the hottest. Ta- yeah, we can go into it. Yeah, let's let's just let's we can go right into that. I mean, because well, all right, let's do those two things, and then anything on WWE. And, you and, talk, and, and you want to talk well, about? Let, let me ask. WWE? Let me ask. Uh, let me think about that because I'm not even sure when Clash at the Castle is or anything. Do I do picks or something or no? Oh no, we got a couple weeks for that. Dude. It's the same weekend as All Out. It's a Saturday before All Out. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, do me a favor. I, I was looking at that article. If you can quote that article like you did, unless you want me to read what you sent me, uh, there's like tons of pop-ups coming up as I'm trying to read that thing. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of pop-ups. I can read. You can read through it, though, can't you? Well, that's It's getting crux. in the way. And all, yeah. That's a big crux. I can read it. I can just read what. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, unless you want to just read what you texted me from that, and just that could be the meat and potatoes of it, because that's that's just as perfect as as you can be. And you know what? The the voices that are on um, the the wrestling journalists that protect those folks, they cannot deny what you sent me or what was written there. No, no, and it's true. And it's all true. That that I thought that was the most interesting and damning argument. I mean, that's going to be an interesting conversation because I have defended Tony Khan and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I tried defending it. And then you start looking at these numbers and you put them into Mm -hmm. perspective. And then you see that he's booking them in a six man tag. So you have FTR, this tag team, and they're not going to have a tag team match on two consecutive pay-per-views unless you count New Japan, which I'm not counting. So you haven't allowed them to do what they do best for two pay-per-views in a row. That's not a new Japan. That's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. It's, it's, it's something that we killed Vince McMahon for, for years. Killing Vince. Why does he do this with them? Here, the, you have the crowd going nuts. And because the elite wanted to tell this story first, and I've always said that that's the case. The elite wanted to tell the story first. It's pissing a lot of people off. And Tony, it's, it's yeah, I mean, we can get it. Obviously we'll get into it more, but, uh, I, it's Joel McIntyre on TJR Wrestling. Ready? Great. Well, like, where did where did you find it? Somebody put that out on Twitter. Dax put it on Twitter. So that so that's the Dax okay. Harwood. Okay, so, and that that's where he led. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Dax Harwood sent a tweet put saying, and the tweet that Dax Harwood. That uh, th- what he tweeted was, what he tweeted was a nice little read on the history of the revival slash FTR. Also, seemingly reads my mind on our current situation. Momentum is hard to gain, but easy mm-hmm. to lose. I can't thank you enough for making sure we won't lose it. 
LFG all the way. Wow. If, if that's not, a, that is proof positive that what you're saying, well, let's get into it. I'm, we're not starting the shit. All right, ready? We'll do, we'll do CM Punk and Moxley first, but that's a, that's going to be a really good topic because I think it's starting to gain some steam too, even though we've been talking about it for fucking weeks. Well, you have it. Listen, we're doing the show in segments, right? Like, so like, let's just, let's, you're, you're fired up a little bit about it. Do, uh, do FTR first, and then we could do a segment about punk, you know, stop the tape. And then we do the punk and Moxley and hangman thing together. Do FTR first. We got it. So, and now we move from punk and we go to two of his good friends, FTR, ladies and gentlemen, today, and Vladi Dadi, he has been echoing this sentiment for weeks now. You have been saying, basically, Tony Khan is screwing this up. He's screwing FTR up. They have momentum, and they need to strike the iron way at his pot. Well, today, Dax tweeted something, which I thought was fascinating. Dax tweeted, hey, nice little read. And he tweeted a story from FTR Wrestling written by a guy by the name of Joel McIntyre. Now, the significance of this, and I'll read it, Vladi Dotti, after I read what he, the story said. Well, no, I'll tell you first. He tweets this story, and, I'll, and we're going to take an excerpt from this story. A nice little read on the history of the revival FTR. The revival, I think, was the revival. They, they sing that song, Soul Fight. Revival, revival, soul fight, <laughs> soul fight. That's so. Uh, anyway, momentum. I'm gonna do that over. That joke is not necessary. Yeah, speaking about momentum, that was killed. A nice little read on the history of the revival FTR also seemingly reads my mind on our current situation. Momentum is hard to gain, but easy to lose. I can't thank y'all enough for making sure we won't lose it. LFG all the way. Apparently a big Luke fucking Gallows fan. But the story, this Vadi Dadi, he's saying, he's saying yes. that he agrees that what they're reading about their current situation in this story agrees. Now, let me read to you, Vladi Dottie, unless you want to read it because I said it to you, even though I've been the one defending Tony Khan. But <clears throat> if you'd like to read it, I think welcome. you should read it. All right. Well, so this was what was written. And by the way, the gentleman's name is Joel McIntyre, not Drew McIntyre, Joel McIntyre in a great read at TJR wrestling dot net not dot com there's, a, there's two tjr wrestlings that's weird fuck someone has tjr wrestling.com god damn it so he wrote it it's called admiring the greatness of ftr so check it out tjr wrestling.net and this is the most damning thing which starts echoing the things you've been talking about Lately, there's been a source of frustration on my end because FTR has been ranked number one for seemingly five months straight now and have yet to get one tag team title shot. In the time since the first week they were number one, AEW has had three world tag title changes. 
Jurassic Express, Young Bucks, and Swerve in Our Glory. And in five teams total have competed in world tag team title matches. Red Dragon, Young Bucks, Team Taz twice, Swerve in Our Glory twice, Jurassic Express three times. There have been a total of four AEW World Tag Title matches that did not involve FTR, even though they've been ranked number one. I'm sorry, but if you want people to believe your ranking system is legit, passing FTR over for five months as the number one ranked team isn't the way to do it. And so you see that. It is flying in the face of everything AEW and Tony Khan is supposed to stand in. It's what we killed Vince McMahon for. They're, they have this opportunity. They have this talent. They can do something special right now if you don't blow it. We killed Vince McMahon week after week after week, whether it was Bray Wyatt, Elias, or whoever. We killed Vince McMahon for it. We have to kill Tony Khan. Tony Khan, you're fucking up. Simple as that. You are supposed to be the guy that does what the fans want. Well, guess what? There's a lot of people thinking that maybe you're not the best booker anymore because the guy who you were competing with was an out-of-touch, crazy old man who's not around anymore because he was forced to retire. Now you're dealing with a guy named Triple H, and WWE might be a cool place to work again. And now the heat's going to come up, Tony, because are you really that good of a booker? Because right now, there's a lot of questions. This is reminding me of WCW 2000. At times, not always, but at times. And we talked about the championship match happening next Wednesday. We, we went into that already. So I'm not going to belabor that. But it really seems like there he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And he's supposed to. I don't know what's been going on. But there are a lot of people. Now FTR. Dax basically is saying, hey. He's fucking this up. And is it to protect the young bucks? I thought this was all bullshit. They better be planning something massive between the young bucks and FTR to make up for this. It better go that way, Tony, or you're going to lose a lot of people even thinking about defending you. And I'm one of them. Vladi Dottie, your moment of I told you so. You know, I'm glad you brought this this article to my attention today, and um, because here we are, one day removed from uh, dynamite, and you know, as I watched it on DVR, one of the things that you know, beyond the punk and uh, Mox thing, that you know was like exciting, and and it really it, it you know basically got the temperature up in the room for sure, and then all of a sudden, as we cut deeper into the show, we have a situation where. You have the hottest tag team on the planet, and they're not even coming out to the ring to do a promo. They keep them backstage with Wardlow, who, by the way, was over like Rover, one of your favorite sayings, uh, after his uh, feud with MJF. And they've done nothing but just like sort of put him in comedy, uh, comedy sort of angles. Uh, haven't really pushed him along other than just giving him the belt. And now they're doing this. And this is what's nuts. Because one of the things that you sort of mentioned, too, is like, hey, you know, actually, we both mentioned, uh, you know, Swerve in Our Glory versus FTR for the title all out. But you and I discover at the same, almost the same moment, that that's not happening. 
what we're getting instead is that they're grouping Wardlow, who's a very popular guy with the crowd, is is a face you'd want to build your company around, and the most popular tag team on the planet. And what we're going to do is give you a rampage quality match at the pay-per-view between those three incredible talents against Jay Lethal, uh, Singh, and who's the other one? Dutt, right? Sanjay Dutt, yeah. The new creative whatever. He's right. like vice so president now, whatever the fuck he is. Producer. Yeah, so somehow he, he yeah, so somehow this this gets pushed into the middle of that of that pay-per-view as if that's going to appease me or any other FTR fans or even Wardlow fans. And you know what's crazy is they're putting him in a trios match and that night what we're going to find and 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 witness is the first trios championship match. So you don't even have the best tag team involved in the best involved of the trios match. No, no, that's involving. And and we're putting the spotlight on a certain group of people that you and I've discussed in the past once again. And instead we're taking the most popular guys that you'd want to build your company around. And you're basically putting them in second, third match, probably pretty much almost like a curtain jerker. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be the match before the world championship. They usually have one of those or the one or one of the matches before the two big titles. I, they, they usually have a six man tag or some kind of ancillary right. match. It doesn't have a whole hell of a lot. Can got to go either way. Right. Um, that'll be it. It'll probably be second or third from the last match, but it's irrelevant. It's the fact that you have right. two fucking pay-per-views in a row. And I'm not counting the new Japan pay-per-view. You can say, all right, even if you wanted to two out of three pay-per-views, you have arguably the best tag team on the planet. Certainly the most popular, certainly the one that people want to see more and more and more. And you're not putting them on the show in the way. And you're not giving them opportunities every Wednesday night to be in front of the crowd. It's mind boggling. They're one of the hottest acts you have. It's it is it is it is Vince McMahon ish. Mannion is McMannion. It is a Vincian maneuver. You are looking at it right in your face. You see it happen. You hear the crowd. You hear see the excitement, and you don't put them on television. It's beyond. You see the merchandise in the crowd. That's the thing, and the crowd keeps on doing it. But it, the, the, this is the problem: is now you are in a situation where obviously the big matches they want to see the young bucks. They want to see FTR young bucks. And now you're having the Young Bucks kind of flirting with, they came out of the babyface tunnel last night. Are there baby faces again? What are you going to yeah. turn and heel again? Or they have them go face to face? The fact of the matter is, if there is any truth to the rumor that the Bucks have buried them, or the Bucks have refused a job to them again, or have that match with them, if that is the case, and it will be known eventually, that is a black eye on this company. And it could be one of the big things that people point to when you start seeing the highway of talent going from, of talent going from back and forth, you're going to see that highway going a lot more toward the direction of WWE and Triple H. Absolutely. Right now, you're absolutely F, right. Right now, not that FTR regrets what they've done. They've already said this has been the best professional year of their life. They both have said that. But right now, going back to WWE yep. when their contract is up next year, doesn't look so friggin' bad. So Tony 
he's got then we talked about the the, the the television contract actually expires um at the end of 2023 not 2024 so tony's got about a year to figure this shit out but right now he's pissing off a lot of his fan base you being one of them and i I, I still thought it was an amazing dynamite. I thought I loved it was, and I loved the show and I loved the episode overall, but it's, it's this kind of booking is just, but I, I was even irked with the fact that they're putting Dak, they're putting Dax in a singles match next week. What does it take to like have the greatest tag team on the planet be involved in a tag team match? When you say, when you started this company that you're going to spotlight tag team wrestling, and they have. Come on. I mean, let's, it, to be fair, AEW has had the best tag team division in, in, the, in wrestling, in pro wrestling. And it's not close either. So I'm not, I, I'm not flipping back because right now you have the best tag team on the planet who for five months is not getting their due. They've been given nothing but consolation prizes and won't be given the actual, like they, their employees at AEW. They are not even in the mix for AEW the AEW tag team championship for this pay-per-view. I mean, really, what are we looking at? Swerving your glory or swerving our glory versus who private party. Are we building up a feud between these two? No, it's going to be a, a it's going to be a, it's going to be a match. They're going to try to get the, the two kids looking a little bit better than they have recently. Try to get some more shine on them. But at the end of the day, swerving our glory is going to win. And that'll be the end of that. But Why? But then, but then you have two weeks until the paper. But then you have two weeks until the pay per view. What sort of program are they working? I like to see the acclaim get it. To be honest with you, the acclaim should win like a surprise opportunity and win against Swerve in Our Glory on like a dyna- on a random dynamite with the crowd really hot and it was be like a crazy surprise. But I'd like to see the acclaim maybe get it. But that's the thing. You bring up a good point. You have a lot of great tag teams in this division. He's not really driving this tag team division that much right now. It's yeah, it's still the best tag team division. Don't get me wrong, but it could be a lot better. And you know, it's it's frustrating when you have such great tag teams and you have two great single stars as your tag team champions. But I get what he's trying to do. Again, I've said this before. He's trying to get them over. I don't think they're going to have a very long title reign. I think they're going to probably lose it at all out or shortly after, maybe even the Grand Slam. And then you're going to see, hopefully, the tag team championship starts cooking. That's what I'm hoping. That's where I'm going to be putting it on. But Tony's got to figure this shit out. Because if if AEW is right where they are right now and six months from now, he's in a lot of trouble. Completely right. It's ridiculous. And it's just so obvious. Like, I, you know, like... They, what do they give you? They give you the Briscoes versus FTR, and it's like on a pay-per-view that, you know, is barely promoted. Like, the, the even the promos they cut was just like on Twitter, YouTube, right? So it's like, like they're bare, they're they refuse to put the spotlight on these guys. It, it does have to make you wonder. It's got to make you wonder because I. I thought they would at least at the very least have a very good tag team program where they defend the ring of honor championships. And then from there, they start a program with whoever the tag team champions are. They can't go. That's what we might be doing here because they can't go. If they don't have a tag title match by full gear, 
it it is telling that everything you're saying is right. I'm going to give them the full gear before they get that tag title map. But you hear, I think that's going to happen. I think it's I think it's just something that we have to wait on and what have you. But we're going to see because if they don't get a tag title match by then, I'll make an analogy. Uh, I'll make an analogy for you. This would be as if Vince McMahon didn't go and push RK Bros when he did. He could be if he even broke Vince McMahon early. gave them that shot. That's because Randy Orton asked him to, hey, I'm going to do this. Is that cool? If not, I'm just going to go home. All right, damn it, Randy. No more pot references. All right. He always wants to, he always wants to meet him. They sell T-shirts. Well, it's legal everywhere now, almost everywhere. Uh, no, it's right now. Again, I'm, I'm going to try to be patient. It, it's infuriating that you could look, you could have simply, you could have put the Briscoes, eh, maybe been a little played off, but you could have had the Briscoes wrestle uh, them for the Ring of Honor titles on at All Out. Or you could have them fight another tag team, just set up a good program, a team that might be good, maybe Aussie Open, have them come in, or, or, or I wouldn't say the acclaims, I wouldn't want the two baby faces going toward each other. But you go out and you get yourself a badass tag team for them to challenge for the Ring of Honor titles, and they retain the Ring of Honor titles. What's so hard about that? At least keep them fresh. At least keep them go. Keep the momentum going, which a triples match can do to a certain extent. I would sincerely doubt. Imagine if Sutton Singh pins Dax Harwood or Cash Wheeler for the fucking win on that one. Do you want Vince McMahon to book that? Satnam Singh is pinning Cash Wheeler. That's what we're doing there. Hey, the big guy's going to pick you up and slam you hard because he's really tall. And you got to sell the shit out of it like the click was beating you up, you stupid son of a bitch. And you're fired. That's how Vince would book. Well, actually, you should be doing this. You, 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 what you should be doing is booking it like Tony Khan and how he has. You should be imitating Tony Khan and, and basically booking it as he has. Here's the simplest thing for Tony Khan, and I understand he's a, he's a mark. It's been made very clear by his actions and by MJF. You have um, Swerve in our glory defeat Private Party. All you need to do from that moment after the aftermath of that match is have FTR walk down there with all their titles and look at them and, and just point at those. Don't even have to say a word. Let the crowd just bubble up. Because you have, you know, two face tag teams sort of going at it. You're going to have them looking around and people are going to feel that. And then you give give them two weeks. Next week, they cut a promo on each other, maybe a little bit of a, a blow-off or some sorts there. They get a little physical, whatever the case might be. FTR tells them, you guys aren't standing in our way to become the greatest collected tag team ever. That's all they had to do. But no, no, no. Let's put them in a six-man that should be on Rampage. They could still do that at any time. They could do that the, the, the Wednesday after All Out. Oh, you are so you you are such an apologist. I'm not an apologist. I'm telling you it still could happen. That's all I'm saying. I'm not an apologist. I'm just saying though, he's fucking up. How, better how are they gonna move. how are they gonna be in how are they gonna be in how are they gonna be they're gonna be in two different matches now, you're telling me uh, at, at uh all out? 
No. Is that I'm your prediction? Wednesday after all out, they can come out and challenge them after a match. I, no, no, no. I want it on all out. I want a paper. Oh, it's not happening. Oh, no, you're right. Worthy it of it. With these. Uh, okay. And that's right. Tony Khan showing his true markdom. It won't give it to you. And I, and I just booked it for him. And he doesn't even need that much of a build because all it needs, all you need is FTR, Dax, and Cash to walk out there and just point at those belts. But you know what? Somebody's going to get a little upset if they become, what, two-time AEW champions, right? God, I really would. That the, the, the end of the day, though, Tony Khan is the guy who's making that decision. You know? Uh, you know, so... It's going to be interesting to see. I, I I have a feeling the FTR, big FTR push is happening after all out. Um, but if it doesn't, but I, I'm not an apologist. That, I'm telling you what I Dax think should What should Probably happen? Tweet. We talked about what should happen. The Bucks and FTR should be wrestling for the AEW Tag Team Championships two months ago. We talked about that. We know this already. But unfortunately, it hasn't happened. So... Tony better get the if I know he has his whole shit booked all the way up, so it's not happening now. He better get FTR in front of those AEW world titles, world tag team titles, shortly after all out, or it's really gonna start smelling really, really bad. And it's going to continue to have the AEW morale in a descent, which it has been by all record by all accounts. When I say all account, that's not true. Not everybody said it, but you hear people frustrated with AEW. You see tweets being like, you see people saying, who is this guy wrestling for the world championship? You see wrestlers, really talented wrestlers like Miro, Andrade, FTR, all voicing some kind of displeasure with what Tony Khan is doing. Everyone's always going to have a problem, but I'd rather have QT Marshall or whatever other jerk-off indie your guy you're picking up and putting the shine on for a month, I'd rather them be pissed off than FTR, Miro, and even Andrade. Yeah. Yep. So if we're going to be fair, we killed Vince every time he didn't give somebody a push that we knew should have had it. And there's tons of them. There's a list a mile long. Half of them are in AEW right now. We have to be fair. We have to talk about Tony. Vladi Dottie, you're not... You've been all over Tony as of late. Me, myself, I have been apologetic. I have been giving him the benefit of the doubt because of what he's done for the business the last three years. The guy has changed the business. One of the reasons Vince McMahon is out is because Tony Khan has showed professional wrestlers there's a different way to do business. It's a happy, friendlier time now in WWE as soon as Hunter gets over there. So... Tony Khan has helped the business. So I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's been fucking up for a little while. And his booking has been sporadic and nonsensical often. Far too often for me to defend every single week. And I can't do it with FTR anymore. So I'm going to, Tony, say you fucked up, but you better fix it shortly after. After you have your little six-man tag with FTR and Wardlow, you get them back on the train of getting over, making you money. Absolutely. And you know what? If Tony Khan's listening, which I'm sure he is, um, if I could have one, like, you know, wish, it would be within the last, say, four weeks that FTR got half the TV time of Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, and even the Trust Busters at this point. 
What the fuck? Those are Why are the trust busters on TV every week? What the fuck is that? Jesus. Seriously. What the fuck? How are they on TV more than Mira? What the actual fuck, Tony? Like what? Every he picks up a new guy. Hey, everybody, look at him for two weeks, two straight weeks. Stop it. Stop signing people. You got enough. You got it, yes. bud. He, he, spend, he spends his father's budget like a drunken sailor. Why did you need to pie, sign Parker Bordreau and Ari Davari and, and whoever? Who is who's the other part? Is that the Jersey kid? Jersey Shore guy? Uh, no, no, that's another guy. That's Zach. Him too. Why is he on my TV set? And, Why is he cutting a promo on a Wednesday night? For Christ's sake. Jesus Christ, Tony. You got talented professional wrestlers who are ready for TV. You got great young talent. What's Sammy Guevara now? He's nothing. You blew it. You blew it with Sammy Guevara. MGF is nowhere to be seen. Jungle Boy, he's doing okay for himself. I will say that. Britt Baker is not the star she once was. The women's division has not still not gotten to any point of respectability on a consistent level outside of what's going on with Jade. And a lot of people hate Jade because they don't think she's a real wrestler and whatever. But at the end of the day here, Tony, you're going to have to figure this out, bud. You got about a year before you really, really got to start worrying about your ratings and you got to start worrying because if you don't continue the momentum, people are going to stop watching. They've done it in the entire history of the business. If it starts to suck, people stop making it a priority to watch. And you're going to be right back and and, rant, and you're going to be getting your 750,000 and 800,000 folks again instead of up around a million. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I, I do have to say, Tony, get FTR involved stat. I totally agree with you. I mean, you're preaching to the choir at this point, and we're on the same page here. I'm all about seven-star FTR. I'm about doing what the fans want. That's what I'm about. Doing what's going to excite the fans and make them happy, Tony. That's what you're supposed to do. That was your MO. That was your shtick. That's who you were. That was you. You were the guy. Are you that guy anymore? Thank you so much for listening to High Spots at Cheap Pops. This is Silicon Steve Alley and for Vladi Dottie. He liked the body of Vladi Dottie. We want you to, guys to please subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us here on Spotify. You can follow me at Silicon Valley. That's V-A-L-L-I at Silicon Valley on Twitter. You could also Check out what I got going on on the everydaysportsfan.com. I'm writing my professional wrestling form. And check out our Facebook page that's managed by Vladi Dottie. He's the man over there. High spots and cheap pops right on Facebook. Nice and easy. Like that page, too. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. Tony, help us out. We love you. Take care. And as always, here endeth the lesson. <laughs>